you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Get in zone. AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? My check engine light's on. Mm, that could hurt your gas mileage. The AutoZone free fix finder service can help find the fix for free. Get in zone. This whole report for free? That's right. Printed and on your phone for free. Get in zone. But what if the fix is too tough? We'll recommend a local shop. Fix finder only at AutoZone. Get in zone. AutoZone. Restrictions apply. You know that feeling when you walk into your home? Take a deep breath and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Hey everybody, it's Wednesday, September 28th, 2022. Welcome to the NFL Fantasy Football Show. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Grant, joined by Michael F. Florio and the specialists, a cast of dozens. Give yourself a round of applause. We are glad to be back with you on this Wednesday as we get ready to knock on the door of week four. And I don't even know what to say to intro this. I mean, it's week four, <laughs> right? Like we've learned a lot of stuff and, and you know, we think we know everything and we're going to get thrown for a loop this week too, right? The, this is the perfect time of year because if a player you liked is playing well, it's going to last forever. And if a player <laughs> you liked is struggling, it's still early. It's still early. Exactly. Although it's, uh, you know, it's getting late kind of early or something like that. I think that was a Yogi Berra-ism, right? It's getting late real so. early out there or something <laughs> like that. Um, we got plenty to talk about in this one. We'll have our heroes and villains for week four. We'll do some game previews and we'll have some sleepers for you as well. So plenty to talk about on this day's show. But we will start with some fantasy headlines. This coming courtesy of our own Tom Pelissero. That was reported on Tuesday. I'm on Ross St. Brown dealing with an ankle injury, but is not expected to have a long-term injury after the Lions got some encouraging test results 
Obviously, Amon Ra has been an absolute stud through the first three weeks of the season. He's got the Seattle Seahawks this week. Even with this news of maybe a tweaked ankle, are you still confident in having him in your lineup? Yes. Uh, Amon Ra St. Brown has been the outside of maybe Cooper Cup since the last eight games that we've had football, like eight weeks, I mean, uh, he has been the best wide receiver in that stretch last season, uh, beginning this season playing great. And he had a down game in week three and still was a, a top like 30 wide receiver, something like that. So I think he, as long as he plays for the Lions, he's playing for my fantasy team. I feel the same way. I mean, the way he's getting targeted, the way they even gave him a carry uh, so far this season. So they're just getting the football in his hands right now. Also, I think it helps it helps him and it, I guess helps the lines a little bit that uh, DeAndre Swift is banged up too. So they've got to figure out how to kind of keep this offense moving without Swift potentially in the lineup or at least limited this week against Seattle. So I'm with you. If Amon Ross playing for Detroit, he's playing for your fantasy roster. Speaking of playing, Zach Wilson looks like he's going to be back in action for the New York Jets. He's been cleared by doctors, expected to make his season debut on Sunday against the Steelers after suffering a knee injury in the preseason. We have sort of come to like what the Jets are doing offensively. Garrett Wilson's had his breakout. People still believe in Elijah Moore despite a slow start. They've got those two backs in the backfield. How are we feeling about these guys when Zach Wilson comes back after what we've seen with Joe Flacco? It's like you take the last three weeks for the Jets offense and I think you throw it out the window because it, like, at least like I'm not saying, oh, Garrett Wilson isn't startable anymore. I still think you could start Garrett Wilson. But the running backs were being held afloat by those dump-offs. I think we're going to get less dump-offs uh, from Zach Wilson than we will with Joe Flacco. Uh, the Elijah Moore truthers are, are saying stuff like, oh, well, this helps Elijah Moore. But the argument coming into the year was Elijah Moore was better without Zach Wilson last year. So I, I think a lot is up in the air. With the Jets offense, I think their upside is higher with Zach Wilson, who has a lot of physical talent and, and is just a better stronger arm quarterback than Joe Flacco, but I think the floor is a lot more unknown with all of these players. That's sort of the worry for me. I would think if you've got Elijah Moore, I would probably just let him sit this week Agreed. and just see kind of what happens. Maybe even Michael Carter, too, just because you didn't spend a lot of draft capital in him. Uh, Garrett Wilson, I think you keep playing just because he's been so good and you wonder whether or not they can just keep funneling him the football. And I think Brees Hall you're playing probably because you drafted him as an RB, too, depending on where you got him. So you're almost in a situation where you kind of have to unless somehow you have another really good running back. But if you can take a wait and see this week with the Jets, I would rather do that because there's so much unknown here. Uh, you know, this is different than, say, uh, you know, look at New England, right, where it looks like Brian Hoyer is going to play. We've seen what Brian Hoyer is. We can sort of judge what he's going to be within the context of that offense. Might not be great, but we at least know. Zach Wilson is so unknown yeah. with these pieces that I, if I don't have to risk it, I probably wouldn't this week. Would, would that apply to Garrett Wilson as well for you? Like, if Because Garrett Wilson wasn't drafted to be a starting receiver in most instances. He was a waiver wire pickup in some. So, like, you might have another option. True. And if you do, maybe maybe you go with that this week. I just I just, I just want to see. I want some data points to kind of give me an idea of how this thing's going to work. So, if you can avoid your Jets, probably do that this week. That might be uh, your best option. Let's get to some heroes and villains. This is not – we got the – you know, we got, I got to display my Marvel poster, my Marvel Colts poster, <laughs> yes. right? It's just sitting on my desk. I got to find a spot for it. But since we're talking that, let's talk some heroes and villains for the week. Uh, let's start with the hero, the guy that is going to push your team to victory who maybe deserves a little bit more buzz or maybe just, you know, a little bit more love fantasy-wise this week. 
I think it's Austin Eckler. Uh, Austin Eckler is going to be a hero because I know the first three weeks, Austin Eckler, he has 80 rushing yards through three games. Like, that is entirely too low. But the thing I still love is he leads all running backs with 22 targets, 21 catches. No one else has six, more than 16 catches. So he's still doing what we drafted him to do in the receiving game. And I think there'll be much better numbers on the ground coming. It's starting this week against a Texans defense that has been ran on all over last year. Hasn't been great against the run this year. And I think with Justin Herbert dealing with this rib injury, we might actually get uh, the Chargers coming out and trying to establish the run in a game that they're not playing the Chiefs this week. They're not going to have to put up a whole bunch of points to win. So I think Eckler bounces back this week. I was very surprised to see Sony Michelle get as many carries as he yeah. did last week. And I guess more surprised to see Eckler get as few carries as he did last week. If it weren't for the targets, then it would have been a pretty miserable day for him overall. Uh, my hero of the week is going to be Rashad Penny for the Seattle Seahawks. And it's been kind of up and down for Penny so far this season. We talked about it earlier in the week that it hasn't been great, but I think this is a chance for him to sort of get right a little bit. The Lions have been awful against the run. For everything we talk about that they've done exciting offensively, defensively, there are still some questions there. I also sort of like the fact that the Seahawks were a lot more up-tempo last week. They ran a lot more plays. Was super surprised to see Geno Smith throw the ball 44 times, but... In the end, it does mean Seattle has the ball more. They're running more snaps, so maybe that means more touches for Penny. And he's really dominated that backfield. We haven't seen much of Ken Walker at all. No. Uh, I mean, I know he was hurt week one, but he hasn't played much. So maybe maybe all our hopes and dreams for Rashad Penny hopefully come true this week. He, he played pretty well last week against the Falcons team that also struggles against the run. The only thing I wish for Penny is I wish they used him more in the passing game. Yeah, he has not been used much in the passing game. Maybe they, they start to work him in. I don't I know. I hope so. I mean, he can't be much worse than, than the other guys. <laughs> than than anybody. The they have been, you know, it's weird. They've been using Travis Homer and DJ Dallas in the passing game, which Jags. makes this backfield miserable. If they're going to use four guys, then I don't want any part of it. So hopefully they start to kind of narrow down some of those targets there in the backfield. That gets us to the fantasy villain of the week. Who's the guy who's going to uh, break our hearts and make us sad? I, I think it's going to start real early Sunday morning. Yeah. I'm going with Alvin Kamara in the London game. Make sure to wake up early and watch that one on Sunday. But Kamara has struggled out the gate, to say the least. I know uh, he missed week two with a rib injury, but besides that, Single digits in each of his two games that he has played. Uh, he did look a little bit better last week against the Panthers after struggling in a great matchup week one against the Falcons. But he just, to me, watching him, he hasn't quite looked his normal self. Then Jameis Winston is very much so up in the air. And if he sits, I know we're going to get like Andy Dalton a lot, but I think we'll see a lot more Taysom Hill as well. And that's what did Kamara in in week one was Taysom Hill stealing a lot of carries. He had the breakaway, breakaway run there. So... I, I am pretty worried about Avin Kamara right now. It has not been great. And uh, I know a thing Adam Rank pointed out was that we loved Alvin Kamara with Sean Payton because they would figure out ways to get him the ball. So far, with the new coaching staff and Dennis Allen as head coach, there hasn't been that emphasis on getting the ball to Alvin Kamara. Hopefully that changes really soon. Otherwise, I think we're going to have a problem on our hands. They, they also, sorry, they have more receiving options than ever yeah. before. So that, that makes it tough. Yeah, having Chris Olave as that downfield threat does sort of change things in that offense. Uh, my villain of the week is Patrick Mahomes. Ooh, spicy. I know. I know. It's, it's, I'm sure I'm going to get some, some upsetted folks in Kansas City about this. Kimmy. But, right? I mean, you know, our, our friend Kimmy Checks probably is not going to love this. Sorry, Kimmy. Uh, he has not been spectacular. He had that huge week one game against the Arizona Cardinals. Since then, it's been two sort of pedestrian games for Mahomes. 
he is spreading the ball around like he told us he would do, but he just has not had those big blow-up games on top of it. The Bucs have their struggles offensively because they're still waiting to get their wide receivers back. There are no issues with the Bucs on defense. They are shutting down opposing quarterbacks. You know, Aaron Rodgers had a couple of touchdowns early in that game, but after that, the Packer offense didn't do much. So I worry that Patrick Mahomes is going to give you, you know, he's not going to fall off a cliff. I don't think you're looking at single digits, but it might be you're getting 15 points out of Patrick Mahomes. That's not great. That's not why you made him one of the first quarterbacks off the board. I I don't know where else you go. I don't know who else you pivot to because it's Mahomes, but I don't love his outlook this week. No, I, I don't either. And I think to like, so, you know, I was low on Mahomes coming yes. into the year, but I think through three weeks right now, Mahomes is closer to the rest of the quarterbacks than he is the top three, which I think is Allen, Lamar and Hertz. Like, I, I think he's closer to the rest of the quarterbacks than the elite three. It really is. It's those top three guys. And then there's kind of everybody else. And right now, Patrick Mahomes is swimming with everybody else at this point. Let's get over to our Thursday night game preview. It is the Dolphins at the Bengals. You can see that, of course, on Prime Video and on NFL+. Plus. Uh, I actually checked out, I don't know if you checked out the Next Gen Stats broadcast on Prime Video last week. It was kind of interesting. I haven't. I got to watch it You should go check week. that out. I mean, it is, you know, you have to enjoy watching games sort of from the all 22 angle because that's what a lot of it is. But, you know, they put the stats kind of on the side. They also have, you know, kind of stats on the players as they're running, you know, with the ball or in, in formation. Really cool. So it is kind of cool. It's very, you know, I, I don't know that I'd watch a whole four quarters like that, but I would go back and forth and I would check some of it out. And it was it was definitely kind of interesting. Um, on the field, who scores more points this week, Tua Tungavailoa or Joe Burrow? So, pending Tua Tungavailoa being healthy and playing, I have them ranked back-to-back, -back, but Ooh. I have Joe Burrow just ahead. And I had Joe Burrow as a start last week. He went out and he played well. And the whole logic for that, for me at least, was he had been sacked 13 times in the first two games. He had played teams that get a lot of pressure on quarterbacks. Last week, he played the Jets that coming in only had three sacks. This week, he gets the Dolphins who have the number of sacks that Joe Burrow was sacked the first two games like <laughs> alone uh, on the year. So I think less pressure on Joe Burrow means more time for him to get the ball to Chase and Higgins and all those elite weapons he has around him. I, I'm going to go with Burrow as well in this one. I just think the Bengals' offense has a higher ceiling overall than the Dolphins' offense. And not that the Dolphins are bad, but I look at what Tua's done the first three weeks, and I think right now he's a top-five quarterback, but – I believe it was Mike Clay that pointed out he's a top five quarterback who has two of his three finishes being like just barely inside the top 20. <laughs> so you want to talk about just weirdness in terms of small sample size. He's had two yeah, eh, games and then the one huge game against the Baltimore Ravens. I think the real Tua is somewhere in between there. Uh, I think he's, you know, he's kind of a middling, you know, fringe QB1. I think Joe Burrow actually is more of a solid QB1. So I will give him a slight edge between the two quarterbacks in this one. Let's look at the backfield. Who scores more points, Chase Edmonds or Joe Mixon? Joe Mixon for me here. I, I I think Joe Mixon, I know he's been off to a slow start. He's a little banged up, but he's still in the elite group when it comes to opportunities per game. Chase Edmonds is legit splitting everything. Like Raheem Mostert had more carries, more snaps. Uh, I believe they had the same amount of targets or something like that in week three. Uh, the only thing is Edmonds scored two touchdowns to save his day. That's not going to happen every week. That's the thing. The two touchdowns really made a difference in what Chase Edmonds did. Joe Mixon has been a, an RB1 
for the most part, despite not scoring a touchdown yet. And at some point, I think that's going to come. Maybe it comes on Thursday night, but I just think his upside is more, as you mentioned, there's nobody really competing with him for touches. Although I'll say this, Samaj P. Ryan is getting a little bit more work in that backfield, especially on passing downs. And with Mixon still sort of dealing with a tweaked ankle on a short week, maybe we see more P. Ryan this week. But it is much more of a two-man split in Miami between Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert. Let's look at some wide receivers, specifically Tyreek Hill, who was off to a pretty quick start with the Dolphins. Now, last year, when Tyreek was still with the Chiefs and they played the Bengals in the playoffs, Eli Apple made a big tackle on Tyreek Hill that prevented him from scoring a touchdown right before half. Of course, the Bengals came back in the second half to win that game, go on to the Super Bowl. So Tyreek Hill had some choice words for Eli <laughs> Apple. Let's roll that if we could. Are we playing on Prime Time that week? <laughs> I didn't even know that. Amazon Prime. Are we playing on Amazon Prime? <laughs> oh, that's going to be lit right there. I didn't even know that for real. So, but, yeah, we're looking forward to the Who we play? Bengals. Looking forward to the challenge. It's going to be fun, you know. And I can't wait to go against Eli Apple, man. I owe you, boy. I owe you. I'm here. The cheetah is here. All right. So... <laughs> One, I love Tyreek Hill, you know, not knowing where the game was, not knowing. <laughs> he played uh, like two days. Right. <laughs> not knowing who they're playing. Like, oh, yeah, we're looking forward to the challenge. Like, what? You don't even know who you're playing. I love that he's wearing like a beanie and a towel. Yes. Like that's his attire. And, and, and as hot as it could be Florida right now. <laughs> right. It's amazing. <laughs> Everything about that video, about the sound was absolutely amazing. But the question here is, will Tyreek Hill get his revenge against Eli Apple and the Bengals. Yes. Yes. 100% <laughs> yes. Like, ty no offense to Eli Apple. I think what Eli Apple does is smart. He makes it all about him, so, like, there's no pressure on the rest of the defense. Mm -hmm. I, I, maybe it's not smart for him, but it helps the rest <laughs> of his team. And I think the Bengals appreciate what he does. But, yeah, Tyreek Hill is the much better player in that matchup. Tyreek Hill is going to get his. Uh, he was held in check last week, but we know how explosive he can be every time he steps on the field. Like, you don't think Tyreek Hill has gone to Tua and the offensive coaches and saying, hey, look, I got to get mine this he's week. He's petty. He's, he's done that. Absolutely petty. And on top of it, I mean, you mentioned he's wearing the beanie with the towel. He's got the like the Macho Man Savage <laughs> shades on. Like, Everything about this says he's going off this week. And within 10 seconds of finding out who and where they're playing, he's like, Eli Apple, I'm coming, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. <laughs> I owe you. Uh, so sorry about your luck, Eli Apple. I think Tyreek's going to put it on you this week. So should be a really fun game. Looking forward to watching this one on Thursday Night Football. Check out this nugget. Our NFL research team found us. Lamar Jackson is currently the QB1. He's on pace to score 579 and a half fantasy points this season. Most ever for a quarterback is Patrick Mahomes, who had 417.1. So we're talking about, what is that, 160-plus points more than Mahomes <laughs> had in his best season? That is bananas. He's been the QB1 in back-to-back -back weeks. He had uh, 42 points in week two. He had 39 points in week three. This week, he's got the Buffalo Bills. Can Lamar Jackson finish as the QB1 for a third straight week? Easily, yes, I think. I, I think Lamar Jackson, uh, this might surprise people as, like, I'm a Josh Allen huge fan. I think Lamar Jackson brings the highest ceiling every single week of any quarterback ever 
in fantasy football. Like, I know Mahomes has the single-season record. Uh, the only reason Lamar didn't break that in his MVP season was because he sat the final game of the season. He was, like, a point behind him. He would have shattered that record. I think he could shatter it this year. Like, he, as much as I love Allen, as much as I love Jalen Hurts, I think Lamar Jackson is the only quarterback in the league that can run and throw for a 75-yard pass in the same game. And with the Bills' secondary and their defense as a whole just so banged up right now, I think one of these two guys will be – like, I think there's going to be a shootout, and they're going to be the top two scoring quarterbacks. Someone asked me recently if I thought, you know, after three weeks, who's the MVP? Is it Lamar Jackson? Is it Jalen Hurts? I think Hurts is in the conversation, but if the old – if the season ended today, uh, I think Lamar Jackson Agreed. is your MVP right now. But as for can he finish as the QB1 for a third straight week, yes, he can. Will he finish as the QB1 for a third straight week? I don't think it's going to happen just because the last two weeks he has thrown for you know at least three touchdowns in each week. He's also run for 100-plus yards and a touchdown in each of the last two weeks. He can do that. He has that ability. That's a lot to ask three <laughs> weeks in a row. So I think he has the ability to do it. I don't think he's actually going to do it this week. It's pretty remarkable when you look at it like – I, I know, like, Hurts and Allen, like, they are also doing a lot of the run game as well for their teams, but, like, no player gets asked to do more for their offense than Lamar. Especially because the Ravens, shockingly, can't run the ball outside of Lamar Jackson. <laughs> They've had no running game so far this season. Curious to see how it works with J.K. Dobbins now having a game under his belt if he gets some more opportunities uh, in his second game back. All right, over to the game previews. We will start with the Vikings and the Saints. That is an NFL Network exclusive game. Also a reminder, set your lineups early. In fact, set them on Saturday night before you go to bed. That game kicks off at 9.30 a.m. Eastern time, 6.30 out here on the West Coast. So I know for me, because I've got some Vikings and some Saints, I will be making that decision before I go to bed on Saturday night because the last thing I want to do is roll over in a panic at like 6.15 in the morning <laughs> trying to set my lineup there. But let's talk about this game a little bit because Justin Jefferson has struggled each of the last two weeks. Had the huge game in week one. Since then, really has been sort of disappearing for the Vikings. Does he bounce back this week across the pond for the Vikings? I think so. I know it's a tough matchup on paper against the Saints. And if he's held in check, it's, it's like, all right, that is a very good defense that gets very quickly gets a lot of pressure on the quarterback. But... I just think Justin Jefferson is too good to be held in check three weeks in a row. Uh, we like I truly believe he's up there with Diggs and Cup for like and Devontae Adams for like most talented receivers in the NFL. So because of that, I, I think naturally he's just going to bounce back. And I mean, you you never even think about sitting this guy. You start him every single game. You're not sitting Justin Jefferson, so we can just get that out of the way. But yes. 62 yards combined in the last two weeks. Not what you were hoping, especially after the enormous week one. Curious to see how much he lines up against Marshawn Lattimore this week. That could be interesting. But again, you're not sitting him. I think the Vikings will figure out some ways to get him going early, scheme some things up just to get the ball in his hands and, and let him get going. So I think you're going to be okay after two bad weeks. I think you'll see Justin Jefferson come back. Anybody else in this game uh, you want to highlight? I would start Chris Olave this week, and I will admit he takes a hit if Jameis Winston sits because Jameis Winston loves throwing that deep ball to him. 307 air yards in week two, 182 in week three. He is by far the most air yards in the NFL, but what I love is he's been their top target two weeks in a row, 13 targets last week, nine catches, 147 yards. He's going to find the end zone one of those catches as well. I think the upside is so high, and I think at this point – it's a legit conversation, like him versus Michael Thomas, and I actually have him ranked higher this week. 
Chris Olave in the last two weeks has more air yards than anybody else has for the rest of the season. <laughs> I mean, it helps when one game you have 300-plus air yards. But insane. It's insane, but that's where he is. And he really has become a guy. I don't know if he's a must-start, but he very much deserves roster or lineup consideration each and every week. Browns at the Falcons. Start David Njoku. And I know coming into the season, there were a lot of people who were on the Njoku train. I was very much sort of wait and see because we hadn't seen much. And then especially once Jacoby Brissett got the starting job, I was very suspect of Njoku. But the last couple of weeks, he really has become a big part of the passing game. It's a passing game that is pretty narrowly funneled. It's a lot of Amari Cooper. It's some Donovan Peoples-Jones. And it's David Njoku. And those are the guys really getting the targets here. On top of it, it is a great matchup against the Atlanta Falcons. I know we have been on the trade Amari Cooper train. I still think over the long term, I don't want that volatility week to week. But this is one more week that I think the Browns pass catchers are in play. I, I wrote about Amari Cooper for the fourth straight week in the Stardom Cinema article, but for the first time, he is a star, oh! not a sit. <laughs> and then David Njoku was my most added player on waivers, so I agree 100% with you on that. Uh, commanders at the Cowboys, the longtime rivals, although this is the this is the first time they're playing as the Commanders, right? They have been through several name changes. I saw on Twitter today they have the they got their black helmets in today, so maybe they break that out on, on Sunday. Interesting. So the Commanders in black helmets going against their longtime rivals, the Dallas Cowboys. Where are you going in this one? I, I think in this game you can start Curtis Samuel, and I think you could start him with confidence. He has been the Commanders' top target every game so far this year. He's averaging 10 targets a game with at least nine every week. And I know the air yards don't look great and stuff, but the way they're using him is just smart. Like they're using Dotson and McLaurin to stretch the field. And then everything underneath that is getting opened up by that is going to Curtis Samuel. Like they're using him in the run game. I, I know we talk about it all the time. There's not a lot of Debo. There's one Debo Samuel, but he's kind of like a Debo light and they're using him like that. And I love the usage for him. So I would be starting Curtis Samuel everywhere. I have he's him. like Kroger brand Debo Samuel <laughs> is what he is. And that's fine though. There's nothing wrong with it. You know, it's working for the commanders It's working for Curtis Samuel. And if you've got him, then you've got a really nice flex option every week. Seahawks at the lions. Uh, we talked a little bit about Amon Ross St. Brown and his ankle injury and what that means for him and for the lions on the other side. I've got Geno Smith as a sleeper this week. I mentioned he threw the ball 44 times. We talked about that with Rashad Penny and what that meant potentially for him. But before last week, Pete Carroll came out and said he wants this offense to be more up-tempo. And essentially, without saying it, they're going to let Geno cook. He threw the ball 44 times. We saw both DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett have decent days. The Seahawks as a whole still have a whole lot of issues. But... Going against that Lions defense, against a Lions team that has been scoring points and forcing its opponents to score with them, weirdly, I think Geno has some sleeper appeal. I never thought I'd say that, but this is where we are right now. <laughs> I, I agree with you on that. I, I think this is a weird week for quarterback sleepers because, like you said, like Mariota and Brissett, I think, mm -hmm. are in play there. Geno Smith, like, it's a weird week. You're not going to feel great looking at your <laughs> roster with those names in it, but I think they're in play. I looked at the schedule this week and I thought there's not going to be a lot of games that have high point totals potentially. And so because of that, you do get some sort of unorthodox sleepers around the way. That's a tease though. we're going to come up with some sleepers a little bit later in the show. So make sure you stick around for that. Also stick around past this break because we're going to come back and do some more game previews as well. Looking at the Jags and the Eagles, which I think is going to be pretty spicy this week. Stay tuned for that on the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, 
your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like... Meh. Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. NFL Plus is the league's new exclusive video streaming subscription service. NFL Plus has your game day covered with live, local, and primetime regular season and postseason games right on your phone or tablet. NFL Plus is available in the NFL app and at NFL.com. Subscription plans start at just $4.99 per month. Fans can visit plus.nfl.com and sign up for a free trial of NFL Plus today. Titans at the Colts in an in a, or NFC, AFC South matchup but between two teams that have been meh to start the season, although the Colts shocking the world getting a win against the yeah. Chiefs last week. Didn't see that one coming. A couple of top-tier running backs that have yet to have huge blow-up games so far this season, but who gets more points in this face-off? Face-off. <laughs> Give it, the, uh, give it the old Nick Cage treatment there. Derrick Henry or Jonathan Taylor, who has more points this week? 
They're both inside my top three ranked running backs this week, but I'm going to go with JTT, my guy, Jonathan Taylor. And, and the reason why I have Henry as high as he is is because of the pass game usage he got last week. I don't think we're talking nearly enough about the targets that Jonathan Taylor has gotten. I know in that second game against the Jaguars where they got blown off, uh, blown out, he only had 10 touches that entire game, but that was game script. The other two games they've had where they've been close – He's carried the ball 21 and 31 times, and he's seen five and seven targets. Like, I think just being on the field with Matt Ryan, who loves dumping the ball off to his running backs, he doesn't, as much as Tom Brady, those are the top two every year, like, it's just naturally going to lead for more targets, and no one has really been talking about it much. So, I think JT, slow start out the gate, but I think I, I've seen a lot of what I've liked so far. I do like what they're using, why, how they're using him, and, and that he's getting back to looking like Jonathan Taylor again the last couple of weeks. But I'm going to go with Derrick Henry because he sort of looked like Derrick Henry again last week. And you talk about the rushing game usage, and I think he had 20 carries for 80 yards, which is fine. But he's six targets, five catches for more than 50 yards. That's a new thing. And it's a thing that I think we've been calling for for a while that – Look, you don't need Derrick Henry out there running routes. Nobody's going to confuse him for Austin Eckler. But they are getting him out past the line of scrimmage, not just little dump-offs, but also, hey, look, I don't mind throwing a little swing pass or a little screen pass. Get him out on the edge, force some defensive backs to make a business decision about trying to tackle Derrick Henry instead of just slamming him up into the offensive line over and over again. So I think if that continues, then Henry not only you know, has that rushing upside, but if he's catching the football – he starts to be in the conversation for a top three running back again, which I know is what he's been most of his career, but I think that gets him all the way back if he does it. Yeah, I, I think I think to me that would even put him on a path where he could be the RB1 because that was the only thing I think holding him back was the, the low pass game usage. It was always the knock on him. He doesn't catch the football. Well, now he's catching the football, so you got to come with another argument against <laughs> There's Derek really none other. There's really no other like, one. That's watching it. that highlight – it must be the scariest thing in the world to see Derrick Henry running full speed towards you. Having seen him out of pads in real life, <laughs> that was scary enough. So I can only imagine when he's wearing pads <laughs> and a helmet how terrifying that would be. Anything else from this uh, Titans-Colts game you want to hit on? I think you should be sitting Traylon Burks this week and, and until further notice, like until he starts to get the usage. I know last week it was a big topic on like fantasy Twitter. Oh, Traylon Burks is going to break out. He's, getting, he's running more routes. He's on the field more. Yeah, he had two targets, one catch for 13 yards. He nearly scored a touchdown on that one catch. He was down just at the one, but still. Uh, Robert Woods was more used last week than we had seen since he's arrived in Tennessee in nine targets. It was really good to see Bobby Trees used again. I wouldn't drop Traylon Burks just yet. I still think he has a lot of upside. But I, until we see him get consistent usage, you can't start him. I think the good news is if you have Traylon Burks, you're not counting on him in any sort of serious yeah. role. So if you need to sit him, I think you're, you're going to be fine. You've lasted this long without Traylon Burks. You can wait at least one more week. Bears at Giants. Sit every wide receiver on both teams <laughs> in this game. The Bears just aren't throwing the ball enough to make any of their pass catchers viable. I mean, we're talking about dropping Cole Komet and Darnell Mooney. The Equinemius St. Brown, I think, is their receiving leader through the first three weeks. Gah. And then the Giants are a complete mess. Now Sterling Shepard, unfortunately, is out for the rest of the season with a torn ACL. Uh, I tweeted a ghost story meme about Kenny Galladay because that's where we are with him right now. We'll see if Kadarius Toney is even healthy enough to play. That's just a disaster. On the plus side, though, you can start Khalil Herbert. And I think you especially can start him if David Montgomery is not able to go. But even if Montgomery is a go this week, I think the matchup is good enough 
for Herbert against the Giants, and I think the opportunity is going to be there. He really is carving out a role for himself in this offense. And look, I think if David Montgomery misses time, I think you're going to see that opportunity share grow for Herbert where it becomes maybe not a 50-50 split, but I could see a, a, a you know, maybe a 60-40 sort of thing in that Chicago backfield with Herbert starting to get a lot more work. I'm, I have David Montgomery in one league, and I'm very – like, I have Herbert as well, and I'm just like, Monty, sit. Like, it's easier <laughs> if we have one guy than if we have two. I think that's going to be the case. So uh, start Khalil Herbert. And again, if Monty doesn't play especially – Start Khalil Herbert. Jaguars at the Eagles. The Jags looking feisty after coming to SoFi and pounding the Chargers this past week. The Eagles uh, undefeated, the only undefeated team in the NFC right now, and people starting to talk about them as a Super Bowl team. What are you doing in this one? Yeah, I, I'm very bullish on the Eagles. I actually had them in the NFC Championship game coming into the season, and I think they're capable of doing that, maybe making even to the Super Bowl. But... I would sit Trevor Lawrence against this, them this week. I like Trevor Lawrence a lot. I think he's a great pickup. I think he's a great breakout candidate for the rest of the season. But this is just giving respect to what might be the best defensive unit in football. Like, they added so much talent in the offseason. And since week one, we've seen it come to fruition. They're second in the NFL in sacks. They have four interceptions on the year. They sacked Carson Wentz nine times last week. I, like, it's just going to make life really tough on a young quarterback. So while I like... Lawrence long term this is just paying respect to the Eagles defense and, and I would sit him if possible they have been great in literally every facet so far this season speaking of the Eagles offensively we, we've talked about how good they are defensively you talk about that pass rush but also the secondary really clamping down on Washington and forcing Carson Wentz to hold the football it, it on paper looks like a bad situation for the Jaguars <laughs> who again they're looking feisty they're feeling good especially after a big win this past week Jets and the Steelers. We talked at the top of the show about Zach Wilson coming back for the Jets. I'm going to say on the other side, though, Najee Harris is a must start this week. And he's been okay. He hasn't been special the first few weeks of the season. I think this potentially is a big-time opportunity for Najee Harris. The Jets have been vulnerable to running backs, vulnerable on the ground. They've also been giving up receptions, and we know that's a big part of what Harris does. And especially with the Steelers still trying to figure some things out in their passing game. I mean, there were calls for Kenny Pickett a couple of weeks ago because Mitch Trubisky is not really setting the world on fire. But I think they lean heavily on Najee Harris this week against the Jets. And I think this is one of those games that you'll look back and you're like, this is why I drafted Najee Harris where I did. Uh, so I, I think I think the game on, on paper, on the scoreboard, is going to stay close. But I do see a lot of Najee Harris this week. I, I agree. And I think if the Steelers – Somehow lose this week. We Kenny might get, Pickett. We might get Kenny Pickett. We after might that. get Kenny Pickett back. Absolutely. Bills at the Ravens, which could be the game of the week. At least on paper, looks like the game of the week uh, between two teams that are very much contenders in the AFC. And what do you suggest for this one? I think you start everyone in this game pretty yes. much, but we're gonna focus on Gabe Davis here. Like uh, Gabe Davis had a big week one against the Rams. He caught a long touchdown. Uh, he he was used downfield. Missed week two due to an ankle injury and then had a down week three. I'm willing to give him a pass, though. Stephon Diggs, after the game, said he had never been more tired in his life. And he had IVs in both arms at one time. And he was like, still, all of us had full body cramps. And there was a play late in that game where Gabe Davis dropped it. 
and he just looked defeated. Like, he had nothing <laughs> left at all. I think in this game, though, against the Ravens, where they've given up by far the most fantasy points to receivers, I think it could be, like you said, a massively high-scoring game between two defenses that are very banged up right now. I'm starting Davis, Diggs, Bateman, like anyone, Andrews, anyone in the passing games, I'm starting. I, I definitely like the Bills passing game in this one because the Ravens, shockingly, have been carved up in their secondary yeah. this year. So with Josh Allen, you're starting him anyway. You're starting Stephon Diggs anyway. But with the Ravens secondary struggling, uh, this is a good opportunity to get any Bills pass catchers into your lineup that you can. Last week, the Char Chargers were thumped by an AFC South team in the Jacksonville Jaguars. This week, the Chargers go on the road to another AFC South team in the Houston Texans. Justin Herbert is dealing with rib injuries. They've lost Rashawn Slater on the offensive line, Keenan Allen. They're hoping he can come back to practice this week. The Charger offense right now is a mess. That's not even talking about what they've lost on defense with Joey Bosa out for the foreseeable future. When you look at Justin Herbert in this offense, what is your confidence level in starting him against the Texans this week? Uh, it's so-so, but I think if you have him, you have to start him. Like, I ranked him as QB6 this week. I might lower him a bit, like, behind Burrow, but all the low-end QB1s that we thought would be safe, you know, like Stafford, Brady, Rodgers, Cousins, Russell Wilson, like, they're all struggling in their own right. I don't think you would feel great playing any of those guys in. And then, I know there's sleepers this week, like Mariota, Brissett, Geno. Are you really going to want to start them over, over Herbert? I, I, I would be hard-pressed to do that. I would be, too. It's a scary situation because I don't have a high level of confidence just because that offensive line is having issues. And you know, we saw Herbert take some hits. I mean, it was, it was shocking, I think, to all of us to see Justin Herbert still in the game last week with the Chargers down. I think it was 38-10 to 10 at the end, and, and Herbert was still in there. And I don't know that any of us could make any sense of that. Uh, on the other side, though, you can start Damian Pierce, and maybe oh, this yeah. is just a general going forward sort of thing. I mean, until things change, Damian Pierce is startable in pretty much every format. The Texans have finally decided that they are going to turn the backfield over to him. I, I knew it was coming. It, it just still baffles me that they somehow gave Rex Burkhead all these touches in week one, and then week two they're like, yeah, no, Damian Pierce, it's yours. But uh, just the way they're using him has been great. Maybe he even starts to get some more targets here. The Charger run defense looked bad again last week. James Robinson, I guess James Robinson's carving everybody up, but he carved up the Chargers again. So that gives me a little more confidence in Damian Pierce. So to me, he's a guy who should definitely be in your starting lineup this week. Cardinals at the Panthers. Two teams that have uh, definitely underperformed. The Cardinals look awful. The Panthers passing game, their offense looks really bad. What are you looking at here? I, I think you know who to start on the Cardinals side of the ball. It's Kyler, Marquise Brown, James Conner, and, and Zach Ertz for the most part. On the Panthers, it's like Christian McCaffrey, and that's it. I, I'm saying beware of DJ Moore this week. And it's been a rough go for DJ Moore. He basically had a, like, two-minute period in the Jet game where he had a long – he caught a long ball and then caught it, scored the touchdown right after that. Besides that, like, two plays, it's been an awful go three games in for DJ Moore. And – I tweeted out today, I was like, yeah, I know people are still saying DJ Moore can bounce back, even though he's on pace right now for less than 500 yards this year. But it wouldn't tell DJ Moore scoring more touchdowns than he ever have, and it wouldn't tell Baker Mayfield getting DJ, just getting him to the level of production he's been in recent years would be more production than a receiver's ever had with Baker Mayfield. So 
I think there's a lot to be fearful of right now with DJ Moore. Very much a lot to be fearful for. His target share has gone down significantly from last year. You mentioned the yards are down. And you know, talking talk about Dwayne McFarland, really smart guy who uh, pointed out, we, I, I pointed out to him that, you know, the Panthers right now are being compared unfavorably to the Bears in terms of their passing efficiency. And he pointed out, he's like, well, like the Panthers are trying. <laughs> the, the Bears have sort of decided, like, we can't really throw the football, so we're not really going to try. The Panthers are actually trying, and they're that bad. I did see a good point. Someone was like, Baker got there late. He got there in the summer. And then they made him split all the reps with Sam Darnold. And I'm like, well, you know what? That's on you, Matt Rule. Like, <laughs> it is. It's, but, I mean, do we really think Baker was going to be that much better if he somehow got there no. early and got all the reps? <laughs> Maybe he's slightly better, but he's not going to suddenly they, become – They said, know. oh, his timing is off. And I'm like, this is exactly what we heard last year with Odell. Like, he needs perfect timing, then he's not a good quarterback. At some point, this is who he is. Yeah. That's all there is to it. Patriots at the Packers. Once upon a time, this seemed like a great matchup. <laughs> I mean, it would have been Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers, even though we got that last week, and it was bleh. Uh, this week, it looks like potentially it's going to be Brian Hoyer against Aaron Rodgers. That's not exciting. But I will tell you that I think you can start Aaron Rodgers this week. And we saw him kind of get off to a quick start last week against the Bucks. Then it sort of fizzled out the rest of the game. I think we get some more consistency. And I think we see him spread the ball around. I don't know that there's one Packer receiver we can trust week in and week out. But I think he'll get it out to Dobbs. He'll get it out to Alan Lazard. Uh, you know, I'm curious to see what happens when Sammy Watkins and Christian Watson come back, but I do think you're going to see him kind of spread the ball around. Maybe we see more Aaron Jones in the passing game too as well. So there won't be a lot of weeks. I think we look and say Aaron Rodgers for sure. I feel great about it, but this seems like a week where maybe you can get that fringe QB1 uh, numbers from him. He's like QB 25, 26, something it's like that. It's been bad. It's been bad for Aaron Rodgers. It I, I, I'm hoping, though, the one thing I'm hoping from this Packers passing game is just keep throwing the ball to Romeo Dobbs. Like yep. he, he looks like a legit like potential wide receiver one for that team. He really does, so hopefully he just continues to be more involved. It's time for Who's Gonna Eat, presented by Uber Eats. Managing a fantasy team and hitting refresh on your scores works up an appetite, so order with Uber Eats today. All right, we got Broncos at the Raiders. Florio, who you think is going to ball out in this one? This might sound crazy to say, but I have Russ as a start this week, and my argument is threefold. One is the matchup. Uh, the Raiders have allowed the fourth most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks, and every quarterback who has faced them has scored at least 18. Uh, the other was uh, a tweet that was tweeted out by Benjamin Albright, who covers the Broncos, pointed out that in Aaron Rodgers' first year with Nathaniel Hackett, he was slow out the gate as well. And week four, he really exploded. 422 and two touchdowns, and he was better from then on out. So hopefully that's the case with Russell Wilson. And my third argument is, like, it's just blind faith, man. Like, Russ, <laughs> Russ isn't this bad, right? Like, he didn't fall this far this quickly. So I'm hoping a little bit more time in the system, a better matchup. Because he has, like, the 49ers are a tough defense yes. to face. So hopefully a better matchup, a little bit more points scored, he plays better. I do like Russell Wilson this week for at least two of the three reasons. I didn't know the Albright thing, but I, I felt like the matchup was good. I felt like it can't it can't keep getting worse than it was. No. I'll say this. Would you start Russell Wilson over Justin Herbert? Right now I have Herbert ranked higher, but uh, I, that's going to be a monitor type of situation because if, if they do come out and they talk about maybe pulling Herbert, because that's what Staley said last week. Mm -hmm. So when the game got out of hand, I probably should have talked to Herbert and pulled him. If that is the rumor going in, then I think you can do that. But if it sounds like 
Herbert's good to go, I'd probably go with Herbert. All right. All right. That was Who's Gonna Eat, presented by Uber Eats, the official on-demand food delivery partner of the NFL. Even if you make the wrong fantasy lineup call, make the right call on delivery. Order with Uber Eats today. Uh, Chiefs at Bucks. that is on Sunday Night Football. A couple of teams looking to bounce back after losses last week. For me, Leonard Fournette is an absolute must-start this week. The Bucks still trying to figure out their wide receiver situation. Mike Evans should be back after the one-game suspension, but we're still waiting to see what is the situation with Chris Godwin. Uh, it was sort of nice to see Russell Gage get some action late in that game, but still have a lot of questions about that passing game. I do think you're going to see Brady check it down to Leonard Fournette quite a bit, and the Chiefs have had a ton of problems with pass-catching running backs so far the first few weeks of the season. So this feels like a game where Tampa has to lean on Fournette a little bit. Plus, with their defense playing well, this could be a lower-scoring game. I don't think this is going to be – look, last year you would expect the Chiefs and Bucks to be, hey, if the game is 42-38, it wouldn't be a surprise. This year I don't feel like either of those offenses are primed to, to run it up like that. So this could be a kind of a low-scoring game. So uh, league winner Lenny – Absolutely in your lineup this week. Oh, yeah, for sure. He doesn't leave the field. He doesn't leave the field. <laughs> right, which is funny. All this talk of, like, Rashad White coming to take over his job. It was just like last year with Keyshawn Vaughn's coming yep. to take over his job. And Leonard Fournette just keeps stiff-arming he's, all these he's guys. He's played, like, 90-something percent of the snaps. It's insane. Right, so we can, we can <laughs> kill all this other talk about other running backs back there in Tampa. Monday Night Football, Rams at the 49ers. These teams – they straight up hate each other. I mean, there's yes. no there's no two <laughs> ways about it. They do not like each other. The Rams, uh, Aaron Donald says he doesn't like the 49ers. The 49ers like, we don't like Aaron Donald. So it goes both <laughs> ways. Interesting game on Monday Night Football. The Niners desperately need a win. The Rams looking for some consistency. What do you, what do you think folks should do here? I think you should beware of Matthew Stafford because, like you said, these teams hate each other, and when they tend to play, they tend to play ugly games. And I think that that's what the 49ers' recipe has been this year. Like, if the Rams score 20 points, they'll be the first team to score 20 against the Niners this year. And then I know that's partially based on who they played, but last season against this Niners, Stafford played him three times, and he had very mixed results. Like, the first time, he, he really struggled against them. The numbers got a little bit better the second time, but still threw a lot of inter couple of interceptions there. He played well against them in the playoffs, but he's turned the ball over at least once every single time he's played this team, and in two of the games, he's failed to reach 250 passing yards. So the Niners right now, one and two. I don't think it's because of their defense. That has not been the problem no. uh, on Sunday night last week. Somebody pointed out, the 49ers offense last week scored 10 points. The 49ers defense gave up nine points. The 49ers lost the game. Uh, <laughs> so, all because Jimmy G doesn't Jimmy, know where to put his feet. Which, yeah, you know what? Jimmy G saved them some points because if he didn't step out of the end zone, he would have thrown a pick six. So I guess <laughs> silver linings, if you will. All right. We got some fantasy thirst traps. The guys who look fine on paper but uh, may cause you some heartbreak this week. Who you got? Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who I've been talking up in, in recent weeks. But he's been the great running back so far. It's very touchdown dependent, though. I, I thought the weird usage was because of circumstances the first two weeks. But that was proven false last week. I, I still think he's in play as an RB2, but tough matchup this week. More touchdowns than rushing yards last week. That's mm. really, really hard to do in the NFL. Uh, my thirst trap is Tyler Higby, who has been really good the first few weeks of the season. The Rams doing a lot to get him involved. But sort of like the way you said to beware of Matthew Stafford, I think you have to be very wary of Tyler Higby. The Niner defense is very good. They're particularly good against tight ends the first few weeks of the season. So maybe you see – 
the Rams try to scheme some things up for Tyler Higby, but I think it's going to be tough to get him involved in a big, big way like they have the first few weeks of the season. All right. Let's get to some of our top sleepers for week four. Florio, who you got? Isaiah McKenzie, uh, who last week had nine targets, seven catches, 76 yards, and a touchdown. He's getting more involved. He's playing more snaps. I think he's going to be the lead slot guy, and we've already said a a bunch of points could be scored in this game, so get your pass catchers in. Very much like Isaiah McKenzie this week. I'm going to go with Mark Ingram for the Saints over there in London against the Vikings, and especially if Alvin Kamara is still a little bit banged up. Uh, yeah, We saw that last week. He was not completely healthy. We saw Mark Ingram get some run, but I do think Ingram's still working his way into this offense. We know he's a good secondary back for the Saints and could get some opportunity this week. As long as Taysom Hill doesn't come and muck this up for us, I think, I think Mark Ingram uh, is a good option. Uh, who's your other one? Uh, another aging running back, but Melvin Gordon, uh, who is not going away. 12 carries last week, six targets, actually more targets than Javante Williams had. Uh, I just think he his volume is safe. He is always going to keep him in play as a flex option, I think. I do like Mel Melgo. I know Adam, Rank <laughs> Adam Rank's still trying to make that a thing. I don't know. Uh, I got another old guy since we're doing that. Matt Ryan going against the Tennessee Titans this week. The Titans secondary has given up a lot of yards and a lot of points over the past two weeks. A combined 620 yards, I believe. Uh, and four touchdowns and one interception to Josh Allen and Derek Carr. Actually, six touchdowns, I believe it is, and uh, one interception to Allen and car so I don't know that Matt Ryan gets you to 300 passing yards but I think he does have his biggest fantasy week so far this season if you want more sleepers you can check out my weekly column it is at nfl.com slash sleepers comes out every Thursday so be sure to check that out if you get a chance plus we got fantasy content all week long for you on your podcast feed just subscribe to this show or any of our other shows we've got the Q&A show on Tuesdays and Fridays we got this show Monday and Wednesdays and on Thursday we've got the stardom sit -em show so all those things show up in your podcast feed you can find them on the NFL fantasy app the NFL channel or your favorite podcast provider all right Last reminder, set your lineups on Saturday because we got an early kickoff on Sunday morning with the Vikings and the Saints. You can see that game, of course, on NFL Network or on NFL Plus. In the meantime, that is it. We are done. We appreciate you hanging out with the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate, review, and remember, find a lazy person to do a hard job because a lazy person will find an easy way. Be safe. Take care of yourselves. Enjoy week four, and we'll talk to you next week. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK systems sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.